This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. You're listening to The Church Boys Free Fall Q&A. It's Billy Hollowell here with The Church Boys, and I have Ken Ham on the line. He's the head of Answers in Genesis, the Creation Museum, and the soon-to-be Ark Encounter Park. How you doing today, Ken? Hey, I'm doing pretty good, thanks. So you you obviously have uh, a million things on your plate, and I think it's been it's been a while since we since we last chatted. But you are ever closer now to the opening of Ark Encounter, and you know for those who don't know, uh, we're also going to have a story about this where we we embed this audio, so they'll have a chance to learn a little bit more about the background. But tell me a little bit about the replica itself of Noah's Ark. How big is it, and what sort of went into that construction process for you guys? Well, what we're actually doing is that we're building a life-size replica of Noah's Ark based upon the dimensions in the Bible. It was designed as a ship, as a wooden ship, but then built as a building so that it could be a themed attraction for people to go through. And we have 800 acres right on Interstate 75 at exit 154, halfway between Cincinnati and Lexington. And this is just phase one of a whole park that we're going to build eventually with a wall city and a Tower of Babel and a first century village and many other things too. And we started the construction of the life-size arc uh, last year in 2015, and it now is almost complete. Uh, It'll be open July 7 of 2016, but it is 510 feet long, it's 85 feet wide, and it's 51 feet high. Just to give people sort of an understanding of what that means, 510 feet long, one and a half times the length of a football field, 85 feet wide, about half the length, half the width of a football field, and then it's 51 feet high, and it's built 15 feet off the ground. We've uh, put in all these concrete piers to, to build it 15 feet off the ground. So it's a very imposing structure. It'll be the biggest timber frame structure in the world, and that, that's the correct terminology, timber frame. What that means is it's a post and beam construction that has the heavy timbers, mortise and tenon joints, and it's built using what are called bents. It's sort of like, imagine a, a loaf of bread and it's sliced, and each slice is a bent. So it's got these independent bents that are then all tied together. And so that all, together all makes a timber frame structure, and it'll be the largest such timber frame structure uh, in the world. And this is going to be an incredible, incredible tourist attraction. In fact, the research that we have done indicates Upwards of 2 million people a year will come to this. Uh, our researchers say that outside of the Disneys and Universal is going to be one of the greatest attractions out there. We believe it will be one of the greatest Christian attractions of our day because there's not only the Ark itself, and we've had Amish crew that have been building the Ark because to put together a timber frame structure, it's quite an engineering marvel, really, and an architectural wonder. And it's anchored against three buildings that are each eight-story high, and the buildings house the elevators and the exit stairs and the restrooms. So this arc stands, you know, eight stories off the ground uh, to the to the top of the roof. Uh, this is really quite an achievement. But inside, there's 132 arc bays, and these bays will house exhibits, and the exhibits are going to be world class. We've got about 100 sculptors, designers artists of different sorts, fabricators, who have been working on world-class exhibits on Noah and his family and the life of Noah and animals and cages, 
uh, quite exquisite and we also will have exhibits dealing with how do we know the Bible is true and things like that as well. So this is going to be a world-class attraction. In fact, I've taken down there a number of officials from the county, a number of people involved in the entertainment industry in America who are not necessarily Christians, uh, because this is a Christian facility, but taken them down there to see the structure, and they've all just gasped in it uh, and said that, wow, you know, this is going to be an incredible attraction. doesn't matter whether people are Christian or not Christian, they're going to come, come to this, they're going to want to come to this, because it really is uh, a spectacular, spectacular structure. Well, so tell me a little bit about, take me inside. What are we going to find inside? What are some of the exhibits going to be? What will the experience be like for people? Well, you know, I actually say that it's exhibits within an exhibit within an exhibit. (laughs) And the reason I say that is because just standing outside and looking at the ark is an exhibit itself. And what I have heard over and over and over again from people is they stand there and they say, Wow, we never knew Noah's Ark was so big. And that's one of the issues, because a lot of people are used to, you know, you can go to gift stores or even in children's books and you see those little bathtub arcs with giraffes sticking out the chimney about to sink at any moment. Uh, So this is getting rid of that idea and helping people understand this was a real ship. In fact, you know, even going back to 300 BC, there's records of wooden ships that were probably bigger than Noah's Ark. People just aren't used to seeing wooden ships like that today. That's why many people think, well, Noah couldn't have built that. So as people go inside the Ark, we're actually going to have a series of exhibits about Noah and his family and challenging people that Noah could have had a technology that we don't even know about today. Because, for instance, take those stone structures in South America or the Egyptian pyramids. We don't know how they even raised many of those stones in a place or built those buildings or how they did their engineering and architecture, which is just marvelous. And we we stand in awe at some of those buildings and some of those rock slabs that were raised into place and say, how did they do that? Well, we want to challenge people that Noah wasn't some primitive brute. He was very, very intelligent. And then what we're going to do is we're going to answer the questions that people have. For instance, one of the big questions is how could he fit all the animals on board? And we're going to help people understand he only need to take representative kinds of land animals. That doesn't mean every species. You can have a lot of different species within a kind. And we're going to have exquisite sculptures of animals in cages. The cages will all be functional. Even though they're not going to have live animals in the cages, they'll still be functional to show how they could have collected waste and how they could feed and water the, the animals that were in there. Uh, we're going to have Noah's workshop and even a working wood lathe. So our artists, the props that they built are actually working props. They actually really work. And we're going to have uh, other series of exhibits as, as they walk through, for instance, Noah's living quarters. We're going to have life-size figures of Noah's and, Noah and his family uh, on each of the levels and uh, uh, all these artifacts and so on. We'll have a section where there's Noah uh, planning the ark. Uh, we'll also have a series of exhibits on flood legends from around the world. There are many flood legends in different cultures, and we'll be challenging people that the reason is because there really was a flood, Noah's flood, and all of these are changed versions of the original from the Bible. Uh, and and so, you know, those sorts of exhibits, 132 exhibit bays, are very professionally done, world-class exhibits, special children's interactive area where children can do some fun things as well. 
series of exhibits on uh, Bible artifacts, the Green family from Hobby Lobby, who are building the world's biggest Bible museum in Washington, D.C. that opens in 2017. They are loaning us some artifacts for some of the bays to have a series of exhibits uh, dealing with the Bible. And, of course, we'll be oh, that's cross- great. cross-promoting that's great. the you know the Washington, D.C. Uh, facility as well. It's a way in which you know people can work together in these sorts of areas. So uh, there's, there's going to be a whole series of uh, those sorts of exhibits, even in the queue lines. There's going to be some teaching. We're, we're setting up this unique aspect of some reporters who are interviewing Noah about building the boat, and people will go through that sort of sequence as they're going through the queue line. So that just gives you a little feel of what it's like. But the reason I said it's exhibits within an exhibit within an exhibit, the ark is an exhibit, and we have the 132 ark bays with exhibits. But just walking in the ark, whenever I take people in there and you see these heavy timbers and the post and beam construction, this massive wooden structure built as a timber frame building, but looking like a ship inside, they just stand there and they just look at the timbers and they just say, this is incredible. And that in itself is an exhibit, just seeing the timbers. Um, are you planning on inviting Bill Nye? <laughs> it's Actually, we were just talking about that, that we want to invite Bill Nye uh, to the opening, and I'd be very happy to show him through if he would come. Uh, have you guys communicated at all since the debate? Uh, since the debate, the only time we communicated was when he sent me a copy of his new book, and he put in there a, a little note saying, you know, that uh, he hoped I would listen to reason or something or other. So I sent him a copy of my book on the debate back to him with a nice little note in there. <laughs> so that, that's the only exchange that we've really had. Well, very good. Well, um, yeah, tell me what, um, I guess if we could fast forward five years, where would you see this park? Where would you see Ark Encounter? I know you mentioned some of the other elements, um, but, you know, five years from today, what does it look like? Well, five years from today, um, it, it'll be a, a park that'll continue to grow. Uh, the Ark is just phase one. Now, as well as the Ark, we're also building a large petting zoo, as, and we're going to have some specialist animal programs. So we're building a theater behind the Ark. Now, the theater won't be open when the Ark opens, but it'll be something we'll open later on. Uh, and we've got the plans for that already. And in that theater, we'll be having special animal programs. We have some specialist people who understand animals and know how to do animal programs uh, who are going to be with us uh, for the petting zoo, which will be quite an extensive petting zoo, quite a very large petting zoo with all sorts of interesting animals in it. So there's going to be a a focus on that. Uh, We're building a 1,500-seat restaurant beside the Ark, which will be open when the Ark opens. And then Later on, probably within a few months, we hope to open the restaurant in the roof deck, and there's going to be seating there for about 600. That would probably be more of a high-end restaurant where people have to reserve to be there, but you can actually walk outside of that restaurant and look over the side of the arc and walk along a little section right along the arc there. Incredible view. Phase one will start once we arc the, uh, open the arc, and phase one will be a walled city, and it'll really represent a city in Noah's day. So it'll be Noah's house that'll be there, and uh, various people, and pagan temples, and so on uh, that'll be there, and that'll get give people the idea as they come in through the walled city of uh, a wicked generation 
that uh, then uh, were being witnessed to by the building of the ark. We're going to build a Tower of Babel. Uh, that'll be probably phase three. The Tower of Babel will give the information concerning uh, the split up of the different people groups after uh, God gave different languages. We'll deal with issues of racism and prejudice and help people understand we're all one race and so on. Then we want to build a first century uh, village and an amphitheater. We've already allocated about 250 acres and have permits and infrastructure ready for expanding this park. And our researchers indicate that because the ark itself, which is, of course, centerpiece, because it's such a unique building, I've had people actually say to me, you know, we think this is going to be one of the wonders of the modern world. And I thought, you know, that's an interesting thought. I think it is going to be, in a sense, a wonder of the modern world because it is the most authentic replica of Noah's ark in the world. Uh, because it's built as a true timber frame building and, and to the dimensions in the Bible. And it's just, just uh, the, the look of it itself, the engineering, the architecture, it, it's so unique. There's nothing else like it anywhere in the world. So our researchers have said they expect the numbers to continue to increase, even if we didn't build the other phases. They expect numbers to increase for the first five years just because of word of mouth. But by adding these other phases, people are going to realize more and more that this is a major themed attraction. And of course, it's only 45 minutes from the Creation Museum, and our research indicates that the visitors coming to the Ark is going to double uh, the attendance at the Creation Museum. So this whole area of northern Kentucky is going to see a big influx of people from all over the country and all over the world. We're going to see international media uh, descend on here. We already already had a lot of media, including some international media, come for updates on the Ark. But when it opens, it's going to be media from all over the world. And that'll continue once it's opened as well. So it's going to draw a lot of attention, we believe, to this area and be great economic impact and bring in a lot of jobs to the area. But it's also going to really have an impact on the culture concerning the Bible. And that's what we want to see. We want to see this open up conversations concerning the Bible, concerning uh, the Christian message. And we believe that uh, the Ark is going to have a big impact in doing that. Yeah. And, you know, you've never been one to, obviously, controversy always uh, comes around whenever Christianity is, is sort of um, brought into the public square, let's say, um, and you've never been one to be afraid of those discussions, and that's why you, you know, had that really interesting, you know, battle with um, Bill Nye. And I think, you know, my, my main question for you, and we've talked, we've, I've interviewed you many times in the past, and we've talked about different elements of your of your projects, and I know recent coverage has centered around the tax issue and the battle that you guys have, have now won. You know, tell me, and I think you started to hint to this a little bit in the comments you just made, but why did you embark on this project? You have an organization, you have a museum. What was it that led you to say, you know what, we want to do this? Well, we're Christians. And as Christians, we believe that we have an obligation to what God's Word tells us to do, and that is to do business till He comes, to go out and preach the gospel and to stand upon the truth of God's Word. And so we want to impact as many people as we can. Plus, we also see in this culture an increasing anti-Christian element. Uh, we see Christians that are being 
really persecuted in this country. We we see uh, the the loss of Christian freedom in some areas and the restriction of the free exercise of religion. And so we look at that and say, how can we make a great impact then? What can we do? And we, we come up with this idea, even before the museum was opened, of let's step out and build an ark because people all around the world have heard of Noah's Ark. There's no doubt about that. And even CBS on its website a few years ago said, you know, people all over the world have heard of Noah's Ark. It's one of the most known uh, aspects of the Bible, the Ark of Noah. And so how can we make an impact and make people really think about the Bible and think about the Christian message? Uh, well, let's build an ark. And we did the research to see if that would work. And the research indicated up to 2 million people a year would come and that this would be one of the greatest attractions out there, uh, outside of the Disneys and the Universals. And so why shouldn't we as Christians do something like the secular world normally does? I mean, normally you'd think of an attraction like this, of this size, of this magnitude, it's a $100 million phase one. Normally you'd think of Disney or Universal Studios or, you know, Hollywood's doing something like this. But why shouldn't Christians do something like this? Why shouldn't we have something that's very, very visible and that will create a lot of interest and bring a lot of attention to get the Christian message out? Why shouldn't we do that as part of our freedom of speech and free exercise of religion? And so that's why we did it. We decided to build something that was major, that would have a major impact for the sake of getting the Christian message out. Because in many ways, I think uh, there are secularists in our education system and in the media that in a way censor the Christian message getting out. So we're thinking of what can we do to break that monopoly? And really, I think this is one of the things that can do that. Well, very good. And the last question is just um, about the whole tax issue and the legal battle. And you guys winning that legal that legal battle, and, and you're able to then take advantage, like everybody else, of what was it, 18, up to $18 million in sales tax benefits? Explain that to me a little bit, because I think it was a little inside baseball for people. <laughs> okay, well, in, in the state of Kentucky, and this is one of the reasons why we chose this piece of property in Kentucky, they have a tourism tax incentive program, and the Act says that if you're going to bring jobs into Kentucky and you're going to create an economic impact to bring lots of dollars into the state... Uh, that if you are approved by the consultants, that you would receive a tax incentive program. And that is that uh, once you open, so you've got to pay for your facility, you've got to raise all that money. Once you opened, the sales tax you generate in that facility only, so it's nothing else outside that facility, only inside that facility, sales tax you generate, you'd be allowed after 12 months to begin receiving a rebate on a certain percentage of that sales tax up to a maximum predetermined based upon your capital expenditure. So it's not what a lot of people think it is. You know, there are people out there saying, oh, they're using tax money to build their facility. Well, that's just totally not true. Um, our tax dollars are going to be used towards building the ark. Well, that's not true. If you don't come to the ark, none of your money would be used uh, to, to build the ark. And so it's only a rebate program for, for us the consultants approved it because what it means is that they say with the size of your project, the amount of money, 
that you could get up to a certain maximum in rebate. It's performance-based. In other words, you've got to have the people coming to your facility to generate the sales tax anyway. So even though for us they allocated up to $18 million over 10 years, it doesn't mean you'll get that $18 million. Right, right. It, 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 and it only means you'll get a certain percentage up to that maximum depending on you know whether people come or not. And so we were approved for that, but the then governor, we have a new governor now, but the then governor and the then secretary of tourism stopped that and said, no, because you're Christian, they actually wrote us a letter because you're going to tell people about Christ, about the gospel, and because you want religious preference in hiring because you're a religious organization, you can't have the tax incentive. And so we went to a federal judge and we said on the basis of the First Amendment, free exercise of religion that they can't deny us this tax incentive. They give it to the Bourbon Distillery Museum, the Kentucky Kingdom theme park, to the Speedway. They can't say, because you're Christian, you can't get it. And the judge agreed with us. And then uh, we said, Title VII of the Civil Rights Act of 1964 says, if you're a religious organization, you can have an exemption to have religious preference in hiring. And the judge agreed with that, on, uh, with that too. And so the federal judge recently ruled in our favor and told the state of Kentucky, you have to allow the ARC project to uh, participate in that tax incentive program. Now, keep in mind that we were stopped from even going to the tourism board for the final vote. So actually, they haven't voted on that yet. Uh, all that's been ruled by the judge is that they have to allow this now to go uh, to that committee for the vote, and presumably they would vote for it And because we fulfill our requirements. And then after we're open, after a year, uh, then we could start getting some of that rebate money from some of that sales tax generated. So it's it's not what a lot of people have, have thought it was. But to us, the, the main issue that we fought this battle on was on the basis of free exercise of religion because we saw it as an infringement of our freedom as Christians. And it wasn't the money so much. It was more the fact that we believed that the freedom of religion and free exercise of religion was under attack, and that's why we had to go to federal court. Well, very good. And I mean, will you guys only hire Christian staff members? Have you figured that out yet? Because I know for, I mean, I've signed statements of faith before. I know usually with a Christian organization, you will sign one. So how, how will that process work? Uh, yes, well, the, the ARC is, is separate to Answers and Genesis, although Answers and Genesis ultimately owns it. And it'll have its own criteria for hiring. And it won't be the same as Answers and Genesis, but as we say to people, and we haven't worked out exactly what that is right now, but we do um, reserve our right for religious preference in hiring. Uh, I, I suspect that for the ARC, uh, the statement that people have to sign will be something more like that a basic church has in the local area, something like that. It's not going to be you know, the real specific type one that we have here at Answers and Genesis. Uh, but we definitely will be uh, reserving our right to maintain religious preference in hiring, and, and the judge ruled on that. And, you know, some people, you know, they, they get upset about that, but, hey, an atheist organization wouldn't hire a Bible-believing Christian like me to be head of an atheist organization. But the other thing to remember is this. And that is most of the jobs that the Ark Encounter will generate will be outside of the park. Most of the jobs are going to be in service industries and other industries outside of the Ark Encounter. So there'll be jobs within the Ark Encounter, but then 
a lot of jobs created and the economic impact study we've done shows that over a number of years it'll be a massive number of jobs and a massive impact, positive impact on the state of Kentucky. Well, very good. Anything else you'd want us to know about the uh, ARC encounter before we head out? Uh, just that the ARC encounter was all privately funded uh, by people who support the Ministry of Answers and Genesis. And I think people are amazed by that when they see a $100 million project by a conservative Christian organization that's not ashamed of uh, standing on God's word and saying that we're Christians and this is going to have a Christian message. But it also shows that there's a great deal of support out there for the conservative Christian message. Thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people from all across this nation that have supported the ARC project. And there is a, a, a large group of people out there that stand uh, for God's word and for the Christian worldview. Well, listen, I appreciate your time, and when, the, when uh, the ARC encounter opens, we'll have to make sure we come out there and check it out. Yes, lovely to see you out there. Thank you very much.